Football's a violent game. It's war without guns. It's a wrestling match up front, but it's also a boxing match when that guy comes through with a football, and he's got the football, and he's as big as you are, and he's got a running start. NFL Hall of Fame middle linebacker Sam Huff. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Sam Huff was such a force in the National Football League in the 50s and early 60s that In 1961, Walter Cronkite and CBS actually produced a special called The Violent World of Sam Huff. This is our story, The Violent World of Sam Huff, as the Prudential Insurance Company of America presents the 20th century. One of the first middle linebackers in the NFL, Sam Huff, was a tough competitor, one of the toughest competitors in the game, first for the New York Giants, later for the Washington Redskins. Huff played in six National Football League championship games and was later inducted into both the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And One for more than 20 years middle after linebackers he retired in the football, NFL, Sam Huff was, was a color commentator in the Washington Redskins the radio broadcast. The game. I met him in 2011 when he had just later published the Washington a very Redskins. frank memoir. So Huff here played now, from six National Football League championship games and was later inducted into both the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And for more than 20 years after he retired from football, Sam Huff was a color commentator on the Washington Redskins radio broadcasts. I met him in 2011 when he had just published a very frank memoir. So here now, from 2011, Sam Huff. It is a violent game. You know, it's it's war without guns. And that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, football is a tough game. So if you're tougher than the guy across from you, you win. Okay? But you don't have a gun. You don't have all this stuff. And, you know, he's trying to he's trying to knock me out. And I'm sure going to try to knock him out. Jim Brown is not going to come up to you and say, Mr. Huff, may I get past you? Well, he, he did knock me out in college, and I had a scar on my nose, and my nose was broken, and it got a shattered tooth. He was the best athlete I've ever seen. We ever went together. And he was at Syracuse, and I was at West Virginia. And, and I hit him so hard, I knocked myself out. you got a great story about that in the book. Yeah, it's, it's in the book, and it's, it's a true story. Now, I go with the New York Giants, and he goes with the Cleveland Browns. Now Tom Landry is the coach of the New York Giants, and he he gave uh, you know his pitch because we're going to play the Cleveland Browns, and he had a great defense, four three type defense, and it was built around me because I was a key middle linebacker, and I made almost all the tackles. And Tom gave the uh, uh, you know the scouting report. He says Sam, and the rest of you guys. We're going to play the Cleveland Browns this week. And I want to tell you, this guy, Jim Brown, he's unbelievable. He said, Sam, he's your man, right? You're, you're, you're keying Jim Brown. He's yours. You got to take him out. I said, you don't have to tell me about Jim Brown. You know, that scar on my nose and everything in that tooth I had was a little bit loose. I said, that's how hard I hit him at West Virginia. He said, He's your man. We're playing a 4-3 defense, man-to-man coverage, and Jim Brown is is the man. I took him out, okay? I knocked him out, okay? He couldn't get up. It was controlled violence, okay? And I stood over him at Yankee Stadium, and he, he tried to get up. And I said, come on, Jim, get up. I, I, and it was kind of, we were competitive friends, okay? And he couldn't. He, he couldn't get up. 
And so I said, well, I think I helped him up, okay? I don't know, but it's a violent game. Football is a violent game. It's war without guns. And so um, so I, I did take him out. How many concussions did you have? Well, you're going to have to take your shoes off and count. You know, I had a lot of concussions. I mean, guys knocked me out, and I sure hell knocked them out. It's 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 a it it is a violent game, and you know, and you have to be tough to play it. Uh, it's man against man, pound against pound. You know, it's a wrestling match up front, but it's also a boxing match when that guy comes through with the football, and he's got the football, and he's as big as you are, and he's got a running start, and you got to put that helmet down. Now it's illegal to hit a guy with your helmet. It wasn't illegal when I played. I I dented my helmet many times. They I had I had a lot of helmets because I dented them and tore them up. You know that's violent game. And uh, Jim Taylor was another guy. Tough. Play with Green Bay Packers. Same thing. Yankee Stadium. Jim Taylor comes running through. Not quite as big as Jim Brown, but high high. High stick you, try to run over you. Jim Brown tried to run away from you, but Jim Taylor would try to hunt you up to run over you. And I hit him so hard at Yankee Stadium, he swallowed his tongue. And I dented my helmet. My helmet is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's got a big dent in the top of it, you know. And uh, this is in the book also. And Johnny Johnson, the trainers come out. Jim, Jim Taylor's laying down on the ground. They had to bring a stretcher and carry him off the field. I thought I killed him. You know, that's how tough this game is. And uh, my helmet's dented, and Johnny Johnson, the trainer, says, Sam, for God's sake, you dented your helmet. I said, well, Johnny, get me another one. And they brought out a new helmet, put it on me. I never missed a down. And Jim Taylor was on on the sideline on the stretcher now, right? And I said, how in the hell, how, how was Jim Taylor? I didn't care because he, I mean, he tried to run over me and I took, I took him out. And he said, well, Sam, you hit him so hard. You know, we think he, he's swallowing his tongue. You know, he's in, he's in terrible shape. I'm not going to tell you what I said because I, I hope badly for him. But, you know, now we're friends. We're in the Hall of Fame together. You know, and Jim Brown, I have the highest regard for him and Jim Taylor. I was really worried that I hit him so hard I almost killed him. So, But that's the way football is. It's war without guns. And that's what Tom Landry always said. That's what Lombardi said. They were the two greatest coaches. And they taught it. They taught toughness. And it is a tough game. See, that's why I love this book because it's just every page. It's like I, I remember this guy. I remember that guy. You talk about games being played at Wrigley Field. I grew up in the Chicago area, so yeah. I, you know, I remember watching games at Wrigley Field and things. In fact, you tell one story in there about a frozen Wrigley Field one day when you gave Mike Ditka what for? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ditka was a heck of a ball player. I mean, you know, every team has a handful of great players. Okay, and and the team is built around them. Uh, we happen to get a lot of good guys, Mojaleski, Roosevelt Greer, uh, Andy Robustelli, and then uh, a guy came from Philadelphia. His name was Jim Cat Cabbage, and he rode the train up every morning from Philadelphia to Grand Central Station and then the subway to Yankee Stadium, okay? And that was Jim. I mean, he would, he would, he would run. In the crowd and everything else, you know, and everybody would stand aside and wonder where Cat Cabot, you know, is, has he gone yet? You know, and all of this stuff through Grand Central Station in New York and, and the subway stopped at Yankee Stadium. 
right? And and that's how we travel. You know, you could go from a Central Park in New York, Central Park, to to Yankee Stadium on the subway for a quarter. Okay, for a quarter, one stop. From it was it was almost like the Giants made made the stop. So it was just such a great time in sports. So. Those are just some of the stories, you know. But uh, then he, uh, Wellington Mara, called me one day, and he said, uh, "We need to talk." I said, "Well, fine." You know, I was working in New York at J.P. Stevens Textiles, selling fabric, and I was doing television with Howard Cosell and everybody. Uh, you know, at ABC. You know, life was good, and uh, Wellington Mara, ten Columbus Circle where the New York Giants office was 10 Columbus Circle. Well, that was almost within walking distance of where I was because that's where the Giant office was. So now um, uh, Wellington says, we need to get together. I was working full-time with J.P. Stevens. It was the off-season. And uh, we met uh, at the athletic club. I'll never forget this. New York Athletic Club, right by the, uh, you know, <laughs> right by the hotel and right down from uh, 10 Columbus Circle. So we, I meet with Wellington Mara. And uh, he says, um, well, you know, uh, I just wanted to talk with you because, you know, you had a pretty good year. I said, yeah, good, thank you, you know. And uh, he said, uh, well, you know, we need to talk contract and everything else you know so uh, when, when, whenever I get a chance we'll sit down and, and talk contract so I thought you know hell imploding the, the Pro Bowl and you know and I, I was on the cover of Time Magazine I, you know I thought I'd get a big raise right so um, he said uh, you know well, I'll, I'll take care of you you know I said your word is good enough for me right because it was rumored that Sherman and I would you know didn't like each other. So now, and I said, fine, I always want to be a giant. Okay, I, I love playing for you. Money is not my object. I love the game. Right? So now I'm working, you know, and, and traveling with the J.P. Stevens Company. And I was, I think I was in Dallas or someplace. No, I, I was with Mo Jaleski in Cleveland. The little Mo lived in Cleveland. And his brother, they ran a restaurant business. And so I have dinner with them and, and uh, uh, selling fabric. So I have dinner with them. And, uh, and we, we talk, you know, and said, well, you know, everything's okay. You know, Mo, everything's okay. Mo, we're doing fine. So now I go back to the hotel after having dinner at the Mojaleski restaurant. I go back to the hotel. My wife, Mary, says, Sam. I got a call from Ali Sherman. You've been traded. I said, I can't be traded, Mary. I can't. You know, Wellington promised me I'd never be traded. At the New York Athletic Club, we had lunch. She said, don't yell at me. I'm like, you know, I do have a temper. And I said, well, damn it, nobody, you know, Wellington Meyer wouldn't lie to me. And she said, Sam, I'm just telling you that You've been traded to the Washington Redskins. I said, holy cow, ruined my day. 
now I get on a plane the next day, the next morning, and I fly back to New York. And I go to my house in Flushing, Long Island. I can't get in my own house. There was press cars all around, all, all around my house. You know, and it, it was unreal. It was just, it was the biggest thing that ever happened, you know. And so now um, I sneak in the house, my own house, right, to, to get away from the media and things. So um, I get a call from Wally Kamara. And he said, uh, I, I need to meet with you again. I said, you do? And he said, yeah. I said, okay. New York Athletic Club? Yeah. Okay. I meet him at New York Athletic Club. He wouldn't look me in the face. He said, what can I say? I said, what can you say? You lied to me, right? You don't lie to a football player. And I'm a football player. Especially not one with a dented helmet. You got it. <laughs> yeah. I said, and I'm a football player. You don't lie to a football player. Okay. You know, you, I said, this is crazy. This is absolute crazy. And he said, well, you, you know, Sam, you, as an owner, you get in position sometimes that it's not pleasant. Okay. And you got to do what you got to do. And I said, and I'll do what the hell I got to do. I go to the Redskins, you will be sorry, okay? You will be sorry. I will see to it, okay? You don't lie to me, and you did. He's a wonderful person. I can't even talk about it without getting upset, you know? I'm just saying, you don't lie to a football player. You play it straight, right down the middle. And, and uh, that was the last time, basically, I talked to him. They did it, okay? It all happened. And it's all in the book. And it's all in a book. And I want to tell you, uh, I, I, I meant to take him out. If he would have played, I would have taken him out. Okay. But I took out his ball players. Okay. So you do, you, you, you do take out and you, you get revenge. And I got revenge. Sam Huff is 85 years old now. Have you subscribed yet to Now I've Heard Everything? We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, one of America's favorite stand-up comedians takes a step back from all the jokes to reflect on his personal life, his family. My 2013 interview with Jim Gaffigan. You know, it's interesting, the large family thing. And, you know, obviously we've jumped the shark in many ways. So there's a curiosity about how many kids people have. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Thompson.